O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth shall show forth your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen. Alleluia. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, I have sinned against you through my own fault, in thought, word, and deed, for the sake of the suffering, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on me, forgive me all my sin, and bring me to everlasting life. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord has granted us pardon and forgiveness of all our sins, grace for true repentance and amendment of life, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Psalm for Reformation Sunday is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
The first lesson is recorded in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Here ends the first lesson. The epistle is recorded in Paul's letter to the Romans, the third chapter, beginning at verse 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law.
Here ends the epistle lesson. The Holy Gospel is recorded in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter, beginning at verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets in the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us confess our holy faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Son obeyed his Father's will, was born of virgin mother, and God's good pleasure to fulfill. He came to be my brother, his royal part disguised he bore, a servant's form like mine he wore to lead the devil captive. To me he said, stay close to me, I am your rock and castle, your ransom I myself will be, for you I strive and
Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, your name is a strong tower into which the righteous run and are safe. We beseech you, lift up the standard of your spirit against the power of the enemy coming in upon us like a flood and clothe us with the full armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left that we may be able to fight the good fight of faith and so finish our course with joy on the great day when Christ the righteous judge shall appear, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Our sermon text is recorded in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fellow redeemed. In April 1521, three and a half years after the start of the Reformation, Martin Luther found himself summoned before the Imperial Diet at Worms. There he was called upon to give an answer regarding the books and pamphlets he had written some dealing with abuses and false teachings and practices of the church of his day, others laying out the basic teachings of the Christian faith. He was asked whether the writings were his. When he affirmed that they were, he was asked to recant them, to take back and renounce what he had written. After asking for a day to consider, he returned the following day, and confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Unless I am convinced by scripture and by plain reason, and not by popes and councils who have so often contradicted themselves, my conscience is captive to the word of God. To go against conscience is neither right nor safe. I cannot and I will not recant. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Amen. As Christians, we are called to confess. In this section, Paul addresses Timothy as man of God. This title not only applies to him as a leader in the church to whom God has called into his ministry, but to all Christians who are a people belonging to God. At your baptism, as well as at your confirmation, you were called to make a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You were asked, do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? These are questions that have been asked in connection with holy baptism since at least the second century AD and are the origin of the Apostles' Creed, our most familiar confession of faith. Faith consists in this, that we fear, love, and trust in God above all things. It is believing the trustworthy saying that deserves all full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst, that he gave himself 
as a ransom for all men. Faith is what putting one's hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, and especially of those who believe. Faith builds on the full truth revealed by God in Holy Scripture. Do you realize that when you were called to faith, which for most of us occurred in holy baptism, you were enlisted for a fight? Our text calls it the good fight of faith. The Greek word for fight in our text was one used for an athletic contest, like a boxing or wrestling match. It's as if when you were baptized, a ring announcer's voice could be heard asking, Are you ready to rumble? In this battle, our adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Deep guile and great might are his dread arms in fight. On earth is not his equal. Satan attacks us in our areas of weaknesses, appealing to our fleshly desires. By false doctrine, the devil tempts us to place our trust anywhere else but in Christ and the saving gospel. Employing the attitudes of this world in our desire to fit in, Satan attacks us in our confession of faith and what we believe. Especially today we are under attack and tempted to deny what the Bible teaches on creation and morality, gender and sexuality, marriage and God's gift of life from the womb to the tomb. As we fight such challenges to our Christian faith, we cannot stand alone in our own might. If we did so, our striving would be losing. Instead, God equips us for battle. The call to fight the good fight of faith is the call to make use of the weapons God places into our hands, especially the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. When Satan attacks, cut him down with it is written, a word shall overthrow him. We are told in Genesis, and Jesus repeats this in Matthew 19, at the beginning the Creator made them male and female. God calls this creation of mankind male and female very good in Genesis 1. We are not made as disembodied spirits. As Christians, we confess, God made me and all creatures and has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members. Christianity affirms the reality and goodness of the physical world and, as, and our bodies as God's special creation. Not only that, Jesus came to redeem us, both body and soul. In order to save us, he took upon himself human flesh and lived an obedient life under the law in our place. In his body, he bore our sin to take away our deserved punishment. On the third day, he rose again bodily and will on the last day raise our bodies from the dead to join our souls in the new heavens and new earth forever with him. Our text invites us to lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called. 
We cannot earn eternal life for ourselves, even in the slightest measure. It is holy and in every part a gift from God, by grace alone, earned by Christ alone, and received by God's gift of faith alone. By his Holy Spirit, he strengthens and keeps us steadfast in his word and in faith as long as we live. A temptation we face these days of pandemic is to neglect our spiritual health. While there is a legitimate concern to maintain our physical health and protect ourselves and others from contracting the coronavirus, we must guard ourselves from using this as an excuse not to make use of the means of grace. During the stay-at-home order, numerous times I would hear, see posts on Facebook or hear on the news that churches didn't need to be open since we can pray at home. While it is true that we may pray at any time or any place as Christians, such statements forget and miss the main point of what our Sunday services are about, God serving us through his word and sacrament by which we receive forgiveness of sins. At church, our sins are declared forgiven by God through the mouth of his called servant. Our faith is fed through receiving Christ's body and blood and by hearing his word. By gathering together in church, we encourage one another in our faith, spurring one another on toward love and good deeds. These days, Making use of God's word is not as convenient as we are used to. It may take a more concerted effort on our part. When we attend service services, it requires putting on a mask or sitting apart from others who aren't in our immediate families. Even if we are part of the population at highest risk and are unable to join others for services, how blessed we are in our day to have technology by which we can hear God's word preached and read from our homes over our, and read from our homes over our phones and computers through Facebook, podcasts, and video recordings. Our church provides daily meditations, devotionals for us to read throughout the week. We may also ask to meet with our pastor individually or as families to receive the sacrament, to observing proper safety precautions. Especially during this challenging time, we need to continue to feed our faith through God's word. In the face of uncertainty and hopelessness, the Bible assures us Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. This hope does not disappoint us, for it is based on the certainty of the salvation already accomplished for us by Jesus' perfect life, innocent death, and victorious resurrection. In this certainty of faith, lay leaders of the Reformation, princes of the German states, confessed the good confession before the emperor. Emperor Charles V summoned 
these princes to Augsburg in June 1530, over a dozen years after the start of the Reformation. There the emperor demanded that they reject the biblical teachings that Luther had brought to light in his writings and to participate in a Corpus Christi festival with the emperor. Emboldened by the gospel they had come to cherish, the princes stood up to the emperor and at risk of their lives presented to him the Augsburg Confession, written by Luther's associate Philip Melanchthon. This confession, centered in justification by faith alone, is the chief statement of faith for Lutherans to this day. When Luther heard of the good confession of these Christian laymen before the emperor, he wrote in a letter from the Coburg Castle, I am tremendously pleased to have lived to this moment when Christ by his staunch confessors has publicly been proclaimed in such a great assembly by means of this really beautiful confession. And so the word is fulfilled. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings. What follows will also be fulfilled and will not be put to shame. For everyone who confesses me before others, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. God grant us boldness of faith to make the good confession. For if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Mighty Fortress, Rock of Refuge, hear today our prayers for your whole Church. Deliver her from every error that would cloud the joy of your salvation. Preserve in her the proclamation of the eternal gospel. Make it resound to every nation and tribe people and language, that its mighty power might bring all to fear you and give you the glory. Mighty Fortress, Rock of Refuge, hear today our prayers for all ministers of the word. Help them to proclaim your law in such a way that every excuse is stripped from the mouths of their hearers and that all are held accountable to God. Help them proclaim your gospel, that they may know Jesus Christ as their sole righteousness before you, the propitiation you have set forward by his blood to be received by faith. Mighty Fortress, Rock of Refuge, hear today our prayers for all who bear civil authority in our land. Bless our President and Congress, our judges and magistrates, and all who serve. Protect them from the temptations that beset their offices and impart to them wisdom and courage. Mighty Fortress Rock of Refuge, hear today our prayers for all who know the bondage of sin and yet imagine themselves free. Open their eyes by the words of Jesus and grant them the true freedom of sonship and a permanent place in your household through him. Mighty Fortress Rock of Refuge, Hear today our prayers for all who cry to you for healing in body or mind, heart or soul, especially those uh, who are 
suffering from coronavirus or whose loved ones are. Have mercy upon each one in your own time and way. Grant them release from their afflictions, sustain their confidence and hope in the final and full healing that awaits us on the day of our Lord's appearing and the resurrection of the body. Mighty Fortress Rock of Refuge, hear today our prayers for all who come to the altar to partake of Christ's own body and blood for the forgiveness of sins, the propitiation you provide for us in his blood. Grant them the gifts of repentance and faith, and by the power of your Spirit, the intention to amend their lives and align them with your will and purpose. Mighty Fortress Rock of Refuge, your people have sheltered in you from age to age. Receive our thanks for all your servants who have departed this life in your fear and friendship. We especially bless you today for the great reformers of your church, whoever call us back to the gospel and to the righteousness we have in Christ alone. Keep us in fellowship with them and bring us at last by your truth to the heavenly home and the joy of seeing our Redeemer face to face. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to come to you, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.